Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, Hawks fans. Your boy Bryce Lewis back at it again for another Believe in Hawks episode. We are back. We got to talk about the game the Hawks played in against the Indiana Pacers. A wild game, one of the highest scoring games in NBA history, but Hawks come out on the losing side of that. So we're going to break it all down, performances, what we got from the game. We're going to talk about a lot of different topics that came out of this game. A lot of people had a lot to say about what they saw tonight um, in a game that has now dropped the Hawks below 500. They've lost three in a row. Just not what you want to see right now. Right now is those crossroads that Quinn Snyder has talked about in the past. And now we got to see how this team responds moving forward. I will already preface that by saying I do not think this season is over and I'm not going to panic because it's too early in the season. We still haven't hit the trade deadline and there's stuff that could potentially change. You know, like there's a, there's a reason why you play 82. There's teams that have started off 15 and 16, you know, 18 and 21, and then come back and be a top five, top six seed in the NBA. So like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and just assume that that can't be us. That's just not going to happen. So, but I understand the concern that comes out of the game and what's what you've just seen from the Hawks in the losing streak during these last three games as well. Before I dive into that specifically, go ahead, get the plug in there, guys. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube, Ricey underscore 2K. Go ahead, like the video, show some love, let other Hawks fans know about the podcast. Also, if you listen to me on audio, give me a rating, give me a review for the pod so we can push it up charts so other Hawks fans or casual NBA fans who just love the game can watch the pod and listen to what we have to say about our Atlanta Hawks here. So definitely, guys, go ahead and do that. But after that, guys, let's go ahead and dive right into this. So we got to talk about it. Hawks, like I said, 157-152 victory over the Pacers. Let me get the stats out for y'all real quick. (laughs) So, listen. Like I said, this wasn't ideal. This was not an ideal loss. This also eliminates the Hawks from the in-season tournament. They are done. They're not making it because they've lost this game. So, in-season tournament hopes are done. That's That's been killed by losing this kind of game. Again, not ideal. I know they said they wanted to try to compete in the East in-season tournament. Weren't Wasn't able to, you know, sucks, but that's, that's just how the cookie crumbles. So, yeah. So, talk about the Hawks on the Hawks side of things. Trey Young with 38 tonight had his best game of the season. Uh, 13 of 17, five threes tonight, seven to eight from the free throw line. I mean, he was he was great. I mean, he was he was fantastic. I mean, he was the Trey Young that we've been wanting him to be this season, that we've been frustrated that we haven't gotten this season. And tonight he was that Trey Young. And so you hate you, you hate losing a kind of game like that when your star finally gets back on track he looked confident tonight he looked like the old Trey Young and that's what the Hawks needed to just even have a chance he made big shots late to keep the Hawks in the game but and he also clamped up Tyrese Halliburton in the final possession of the game uh, as well so he stepped up on both ends of the ball had a stretch also in the fourth quarter had a charge got a stop he was doing a lot of things to keep this team in winning position to be able to win this game Jonte Murray had 28 tonight. So overall, your backcourt had 66 points tonight. 66 points tonight. That's what your backcourt had combined. That's what we've been wanting to see as well from this backcourt. 66 points. Still wasn't enough to win this game. 
Jalen Johnson had a pretty solid game for the most part. 17, 7, and 6. Pretty much giving you Jalen Johnson numbers. You're getting what you expect from Jalen Johnson on a nightly basis. So, good game from him tonight. Clint Capello, 14 points, 5 rebounds. Actually, pretty much, you know, he only played 19 minutes in this game. And that was just because of the pace of the game. These Pacer games, man, y'all got to understand. This team scores 120, 30 night. That's just, they're the seven second sons right now. They're just going to score regardless of who you are. What your hope is, is that you got to get stops and then you score on them because they're not a good defensive team. And Clint Capella took advantage of that in the first half. You know, he had a lot of his points in the first half. The second half really didn't play because of the speed of the game. The pace of the game just was not going to be good for a guy like a Clint Capella. Bay with 12 and 10 had a decent game tonight. Bogey was hot in that first half, had 26 in the game. He was big for the team off the bench. Kongu with seven and six. Wesley Matthews with three points tonight. And I, you know, I'm going to notice I've been to mention someone in particular. Got to break it down for y'all. DeAndre Hunter. Let's talk about DeAndre Hunter, everybody. So I think a lot of people on Twitter were, were kind of realizing this and talking about this and saying, this is the kind of game that makes you realize, you know, these these back and forth high scoring affairs that we saw tonight, almost like an NBA All Star game. You saw that was that that is not Hunter's element. He is not a. This is a game where you need shooters, you need dunkers, you need cutters, you you need guys who are just gonna jack stuff up and try every offensive skill play in the book in these types of performances. Hunter is more of a methodical guy. And so a game like this probably wasn't good for him as well, unless he just happened to be hot, which he was not tonight. And ever since he injured his finger, I forgot which game it was, but he injured his finger. His shooting has gone downhill. And this three-game losing streak, he has not been, been good. I mean, that's just as simple as I can put it to you. And ever since the injury, he hasn't been that great. I think he's only had one decent game since that injury that he had. And I know like a lot of people are, 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 are saying we need a new small forward. I know a lot of people look at this as a make-or-break year for him under Quinn Schneider, seeing, okay, well, new coach. Let's see how he responds. Let's see how he does in a new system of new coaching. And it looked like during the win streak especially, it was working. It looked like DeAndre Hunter was finding his rhythm within this team. The Hawks were winning because, you know, obviously Hunter's giving you 18, 16 points a night. And then DeJounte gave you 20, Trey gave you 20, you know, Jalen Johnson gave you 17, you know, Clinton gave you 10. Like you're, oh, you're starting lineup now. I was giving you like 70 points, 60 points. You know? And 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 it just just from and then the bench hasn't even gotten their scoring in there yet. But what you've seen is now it's just the shots not there. He's not making those shots. And he's also not taking a lot of shots. I've noticed that I feel like his shot, his shots in a game haven't been like he's taken like 15. He's taken like he's taken like tonight. He took seven shots tonight. In a game that that was like that against the Pacers, and you only took seven shots. Now Bay took seven shots, but he was more effective because he had 10 rebounds, two assists, and 12 points. Hunter at seven, four, and one. Bay played more minutes than Hunter tonight. Bay was more effective with the same amount of shots than Hunter was. 
they were they were basically ending the game with Jalen Johnson at center. And you had Bay out there, you had Bogey out there, you had Trey out there, you had DeJounte out there, which I understand why he went to that lineup because it was like, listen, I need five guys who can score the ball. I, I mean, at the end of the day, this is like the first game you can maybe say, Quinn Snyder said, Hunter ain't got it. I need scores. I need people who got a shot right now, and it's not him. And so he – I mean, obviously he rotated him in there for defense um, and stuff like that, but, like, you, you pretty much saw what he did at the end of the game for the most part in this type of a situation. Like I said, this is that type of game where you really is like the way we're playing with this pace, we got to take guys like Capella out and stuff like that because they can't play with this type of pace. But Hunter just, I think, has really made a lot of people firmly dig into that belief that he is not it and that we need to move off of him. Which is something that I have mentioned in terms of, I think that Hunter will probably be mentioned in trade talks again. I I never said that I didn't think Hunter wouldn't. I said that I want to see what he looks like under Quinn Snyder before I make any judgments, but I would not be surprised if he is mentioned in trade. Because I literally said, if Hunter struggles, he's going to be mentioned in trade talks. The Hawks are going to entertain training him. Just because I think naturally, because you have available options out there like Pascal Siakam, that they, you could pursue. So he's naturally going to be in those trade talks. He'll probably be in any trade talk for, to be honest with you, that you try to make. And I think this is that type of game that I, like I said, people have dug in and now believe like, yeah, I don't think DeAndre Hunter is it. I never thought DeAndre Hunter was it. And he needs to be traded from the team tomorrow. That's how some people feel. And that's fair. Like I said, he has not been great. During this last three games, this three-game losing streak has not been great. I mean, it, it hasn't been. It hasn't been. The Hawks have not played well. He has not played well. He's kind of that sore throne who, st- who stands out in that box score because you're seeing him in single digits, and you're like, man, it feels like some of these games you're seeing Trey DeJounte, Jalen, and then you ain't really getting that much offensive support. You can't have two starters who, who aren't giving you anything offensively. You can maybe have one, maybe, but you can't have two. If you have two, you're going to lose, and that's what the Hawks are doing. You get in single digits. If you if you get in single digits from Capella and Hunter, how you, Bogey got to do what he got to do. They got to play the way he's playing, or else they have to make up for them, and that's a problem. That's as simple as I can put it to you. Like I said, this this game was so wild and different and unique tonight. You know, it's kind of like, you know, and, and like I've said, Pacers, they score. I, I, I made a tweet at half. We It was like when we were up like 13. And I said, listen, the Hawks are shooting so hot right now, they're going to cool down. So to beat a team like Indiana with the type of offensive firepower that they have, you have to play defense. And hope that that can keep them in check enough and you can get enough offense still in the second half to win this game. What happened in that third quarter was the Hawks did not keep the offense going and Tyrese Halliburton just went completely bonkers and got them back in the game and took the lead. They were up 13 at some one point. Now, fourth quarter, obviously, DeJounte stepped up like he always does. I feel like in a lot of these situations, he took the uh, he took Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese didn't score. Like I said, Trey locked him up and in the game. But the Hawks still couldn't win. But he heel went crazy. 
A. Smith went crazy. You know? And like I said, I said this is the type of game, whoever loses this game, the fan base is going to be pissed because it feels like you should have won this game, but you also should have lost this game because you're not happy about how you played this game. At the end of the day, Hawks, you let up 157. That's awful defensively. Awful. Completely awful. You playing defense like that? You're not going to win a lot of games, man. Unless you score like the Pacers. The Pacers have a winning record scoring 130-something, 20-something a game. Even though they let up also almost 120-something a game. But it feels but their offense is such a churning, such a well-oiled machine that they consistently can put that total out on a nightly basis. The Hawks also are a great offensive team, but I just feel like with the Hawks, when you watch them play, they have moments when I always say the Hawks are a team that evens evens themselves out. They have only played one dominant game from start to finish, which was Milwaukee. Every other game has just been ups and downs, starting, starting slow, coming back. Down 19 at half, coming back and winning by like 16, 17 points. You have seen just, you know, just it, it evens out. Like it's like you start bad, you end good. You, you know, you, you, you start bad, you're good in the middle, then you're okay at the end. Like it, it's a very, this team evens themselves out, which you would think that puts you at exactly average, which then makes you think this team is mid because of that. And, you know, I think that, you know, Landry and them have clearly came into the season wanting to see what is and, and, and honestly, what they did was the right thing to do as a GM. Listen, this is a new team system that we're putting in, a new scheme. This might help certain players be better. So I got to let them show me that they're better. Now you are about to enter December in about a week and a half, two weeks. That's two months away from the trade deadline. Now you're entering that December to January period where now you got to start thinking, all right, where do we go? Who do we consider moving? What, what do we need? Do we think we can ride the ship? Do we think more internal improvement can come? You start asking those questions when you're a general manager. You start trying to figure out, like, okay, what what is the next step here? Like I said, do not be surprised if Hunter's back in trade talks. I would not be surprised if the Piascal Siakam trade talks revive. Wouldn't be surprised if maybe another person's name comes into the picture. Because, like I said, losing a game like this tonight and a game that you really needed. The Hawks are 2-5 and five at home this year, which traditionally with this team, they've been better at home and not as good on the road, but it's been switched this year. They're better on the road this year. They've won four games on the road. They've only won two games at home. Which, I mean, I don't know how to take that, but, you know, that it's not ideal that you're also 0-3 in your City Edition uniforms. So they don't, clearly don't have the MLK effect. So 
you you have to you you have to I think if you're Quinn and his team, you gotta dig deep. You gotta you gotta like figure out like okay. Cause I, I felt like in that first half they had three days off. I'm sure they worked on some things. They were able to have time because you always hear it all the time. Don't really have a time chance to work on things when the season starts because you're playing every other night a lot of the time or doing back to backs. So you all you can do is walkthroughs and film study and be like, all right, well, this is what what we did. This is what we need to do better. This is where you need to be. You try to break it down to them through words and hope they execute it on the court. These three days gives you the ability to practice something. And I feel like in the first half, you you saw that offense was clicking, look fresh, you know. But at the end of the day, too, these types of games will worry me in the past. Because at the end of the day, we score 86 points, but we let up 73 at the half. So defensively, we really didn't play that great, realistically. We just played well, better for a stretch that got us that lead. And then the Pacers did the same thing to say they were able to stop us. And then they played better than us in that stretch that got them a lead. It's a game of runs. That's why they say it all the time. It's a game of runs. But overall, it's a tough, tough loss. I mean, you 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 look at this game. You look at the Philly game. I know I didn't need a pie after that, but that Philly game, second half, man, Philly just enforced their will in the Hawks. Hawks just could not rise to the occasion. And, you know, that that's obviously tough. And then the Knicks loss is what kickstarted this entire thing. So it's it's been it's been tough, like for the Hawks. You know, you you haven't gotten what you what you thought you were gonna get, especially like I said during that win streak. You you felt like okay, you're finding something that can work, and now you're not. Now you're Quinn. You gotta like really dig deep with this team, and you gotta really think, okay, what what's hurting us? What what needs to change? What do we need to tweak? You know, because it's like what the Warriors are going through. Steph Curry said it about the Warriors losing streak. He said, listen, when you lose in this many games, man, something's wrong. Something, Something's not right. Something got to be fixed. You lose six, seven in a row, something's wrong. <laughs> you tell me we can't break this streak in the last six, seven games, maybe potentially two weeks. Right now, the Hawks haven't won a game since last Wednesday. I mean, since last Tuesday when they beat Detroit Tuesday. They lost Wednesday to the Knicks. So they don't play again till I believe... Actually, shoot. <laughs> I'm saying that. They actually play tomorrow against Brooklyn. So they got to turn right around tomorrow and play the Brooklyn Nets. And then you got the Wizards. And then you got Boston, Cleveland, and San Antonio more. So you kind of have a uh, you have a couple of easy games, quote unquote, but then you got some really powerhouse teams coming in here right now, and you're not playing your best basketball. You just need better, better from Hunter. Um, I know people are still talking about Wesley Matthews 
playing over AJ. I mean, I've I've gave my take on that. I just think that Quinn feels like what they need from that ninth guy, Wesley does a better job of than AJ right now, which probably is more leaning towards defense. Um because AJ is a better offensive player than him. And I mean, realistically, we've been complaining about it, but like Wesley Matthews hasn't played bad. Like it's not one of those things where it's like when Solo or like certain or like, you know, when uh what's the game? What's that boy name? Timmy. What's that boy name? TH. Was it THC? I forgot. <laughs> Wait, it's not like it's not like him where it's like he in the game, you're like, oh God. <laughs> we're we're a negative now in the court. Wesley Matthews has actually played like well in the minutes he's gave, and he plays defense. He hits a couple of threes. He does literally what Quinn wants from that spot. I mean, I don't know what you want. Like, I don't. I mean, that's really all AJ has the ability to do is catch and shoot threes, and then if he can play some defense, that's it. Because I feel like AJ, for him to have them games that we think he can have, he has to get the ball more in his hands. And I don't know if the way the team is constructed and how they're playing and the rotations if that's going to allow him to play to that level which is why he's not maybe playing those types of minutes now again if a trade happens a change happens you know aj could easily see himself if he's not involved in the trade could easily see himself maybe getting more minutes potentially you never know you kind of have to kind of wait and see and kind of see what all is you know what all happens. But um yeah, I mean, overall like, tonight just just wasn't good, man. Like I said, crazy game, insane game. I mean, if you love offensive basketball, this was the game for you, Pacers and Hawks tonight. Maybe the highest scoring game this season. I don't know. Pacers score a lot of points. I wouldn't be surprised if they have four of the top five highest scoring games this season, the way they play. But at the same time, you lost this game tonight. It's on the end. You are on a three-game losing streak, and now you're searching for early season answers. You're searching for early season solutions. And I'll pose this question to you guys. Leave it in the comments. Y'all can comment whatever. What what do you think has been the biggest issue during this three-game losing streak for this team? What do you think has been the biggest the biggest problems that you have seen with 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 this team like realistically like what what have you seen that's kind of the question because I, I would love to know what what you guys think is the problem and why we've seen the performances that we've seen because I, like i said i know these performances are frustrating and i know this is tough you know, and listen, I know people want change and I completely understand why they want change because you're like, this isn't, this isn't good enough. You expected a little bit more from, from these guys. And you haven't gotten that. You haven't gotten that. So I, I know it can be tough. Um, but that's that's where we sit right now as a team. Sadly. Um, like I said, Hawks gotta figure it out. Quinn Snyder gotta find some answers for real. I mean, because like I said, you, you got you got back to back, you gotta get ready to play again 
you know, at that point, I mean, Brooklyn's the same record as you. So you're trying to get back to 500. They're trying to get back to 500. Your battle is trying to get back to 500. Then you got, you know, I think I said the Wizards coming in here. Yeah, the Wizards coming back. Actually, you're going to Washington Saturday. So if you win that two-game stretch, you're back at 8-7, and then you got to go against the Boston Celtics because the Hawks actually have a back-to-back and then have another back-to-back this weekend. So, you know, and then they play every other day, I think, next the next week because they play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday. So Hawks right now, you're playing – and so starting today, the 21st, you're playing in from the 21st of December 11th, you're playing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. So in 14 game days, you are playing seven games. That's a lot of games in a two week period of time. So, I mean, I always feel like it's inevitable when you play that type of stretch that you're going to have that game where you got tired legs because you're just playing so many games in in that stretch. So, Hawks got to really dig deep and figure out what they need to do to bounce back because, listen, if, it's as simple as it gets. If, if they don't bounce back, I mean, changes are going to be made. People are going to be traded. I mean, you you would think with the expectation, it sounds like they have for this team this year, that Landry would have to be aggressive in that regard. He would have to look for a trade. And obviously, you the two main people you look at are going to be Clint Capella and DeAndre Hunter. So, and hopefully maybe you find more guys that fits with Quinn's system maybe. And so then everything works out. That that's what you're probably looking at, hopefully getting. That's what you're probably wanting, hoping for, expecting, et cetera, et cetera. We'll see. But overall, like I said, I know it's tough. I know it, it's 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 a struggle to see what you saw. Hawks losing a tough wild one tonight at home. Two and f- just just only winning two games at home so far. Uh three game losing streak, and they gotta they gotta figure it out. They got to figure it out, get back on track. Still early, but they got to start getting some answers. Once December hits, like they always say, once Christmas hits, that's when people say the NBA season starts. And if you're the Hawks, you do not want to be under 500 because then that's you're now you're entering that territory. It's like, all right, well, next big thing after Christmas is the trade deadline. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this team responds tomorrow night against Brooklyn. Obviously, if I have nothing that interrupts my time, I will be back tomorrow then with another podcast talking about that game, recapping Brooklyn and how that goes. Hopefully, it's a Hawks win. Hope for the best, guys. So um, we'll see how it goes. Obviously, if you've also watched this video, I decided to not actually put highlights in this video. I said, let's do a straight acapella and see how the video does. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that, too. So uh, like I said, guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Don't forget, like I said, subscribe, like the video. Follow me on Twitter by Sanders for 2K. Leave a review in the pod, wherever you're listening to this too. Appreciate all y'all for letting me be a part of y'all day. All right, we're going we, we gonna to stay in this, man. We're going to stay in this. We're going to hope the Hawks turn around. We're going to hope for the best. It starts tomorrow in Brooklyn. The turnaround happens, man. So we got to see what happens. 
I know everybody's frustrated tonight, but listen, we got it. We got to shake it off. As fans, we got to shake it off. We got another game tomorrow. We got to shake it off. Be mad about it tonight. Shake it off tomorrow. So we're going to be ready to go, guys. But like I said, it's your boy Bryce Lewis. See you next time.